0: Hello, everyone. Phoebe here, and welcome to season two of my podcast, In the Works, a space dedicated to community and connection so that you can feel supported and accepted while in the works of your 20s. Thank you for choosing In the Works, and thank you for sharing this time with me today. Whether you're on your walk, your commute to work, doing some laundry, I hope you're having the most amazing day. I've had one of my favorite drinks today, boba. So if you haven't already, here is a reminder to do something for you today. If there's one thing about me, I am a bevy girl. Coffee, tea, boba, I love it all. And if you're the same, get yourself a damn bevy today. Anyways, <laughs> if you've been keeping up with the podcast, you probably listened to my episode with the Ludwig twins, Natalie and Nicole. It was an episode all about social media, and although it was such a fun conversation to be a part of, it was nothing surprising. I brought on my influencer friends to give their hot take on social media. Because I have the privilege of being good friends with these people, I wanted to do different episodes. I want to get personal, get deep, and show you all a different side of them that they may not commonly share on their social platforms. For today's episode, I am joined with one of two of the Ludwigs, Nicole.
1: Nicole, want to do a quick intro for any new listeners. Yes, yeah, so my name is Nicole, and like Vivi said, I am an influencer. I make food videos online. i 22 years old. And I get the privilege of being friends with Bebe. Amazing. Yeah,
0: I think we explained it in our last episode, but she went to school in San Diego. And at the time I was working in marketing and social media, and I invited her and her sister to come to an influencer event. And since then, we've been friends, keeping in touch and so happy she's going to be back in San Diego soon.
1: Nobody knows that yet, so it's exciting. Yay, because people who listen will know. I'm moving back to San Diego. The real ones.
0: (laughs) So today I have Nicole with me because she has firsthand experience with the topic of today's episode. To start, I'm just going to talk through my opinions on it. There is no surprise that there is a stigma associated with mental health and More specifically, there is a negative stigma towards using medication to treat or improve mental health issues. While psych meds aren't a full-on cure for mental illness, they are a valuable tool to help relieve symptoms and to help individuals feel better, feel better, and live their lives as they would normally. I feel so strongly about this topic because People with mental illnesses face such negative stigmas as if they are somehow less than compared to other quote-unquote normal people. Many still believe that the goal of medication for mental health is to zombify the person taking it or to change who they are. Some even imply that those who take medication are just not trying hard enough to overcome their condition. Like, taking medication signifies weakness, a weakness of character, or inability to work through tough times. To that, <laughs> to the recommendation that all people need is a certain diet or, I don't know, a workout routine, a specific vitamin, these natural ways. A remedy will surely make an impact. I don't doubt that, but I do believe that people have the choice to handle their mental struggles in ways they want to and need to, and the negative stigma is undoubtedly more common in the older generations, which completely makes out given their life experiences, but I do wish there was some more empathy that could be shared among different generations, because a struggle is a struggle, and a hardship is a hardship. Um, I've rambled long enough, but thank you again for being here, Nicole. I know you've been fairly open about it on socials when you first started going on medication, but specifically for the audience of this episode, can you share what medication you take, what it's for, and I guess just the whole process of getting medicated
1: yeah so um i am on lexapro which is commonly used for anxiety and depression i'm not sure if they use it more so for one or the other but i use it for anxiety i did not ever suffer from depression mainly anxiety a lot of anxiety um at the time and i it runs in my family so I'm not the only one in my family that has it. My grandma has been on Lexapro, my dad, my older sister. So the process for me, I, the first off, like I decided I wanted to get medicated because my sister kind of like came out with more her mental health struggles and it almost in a way wanted me to also come out with mine and realize, okay, how I'm feeling isn't how I'm supposed to feel in the daily life and I recognize that because like the anxieties I was having, I knew that other people weren't having. So obviously I knew there was something more there than if it was affecting my everyday life. So to start with the process, if you want me to go into how um, I got medicated. So I am medicated through a psychiatrist and it is the same psychiatrist that my dad and my sister use. So thankfully it was a pretty easy process for me to get into the psychiatrist. It took a while for me to get an appointment, but that's how I found this certain psychiatrist. Yeah, there's plenty in the world, but it was nice to go to one that already had dealt with my family members because they can kind of see, okay, what medication worked for their genetics. And what medications did not since my dad and sister, but I don't want to say too much in case you want to ask certain questions, um, or if you just want me to start going on. Yeah, that's amazing. Um,
0: a lot of the time with mental health struggles, we convince ourselves like we're fine. We tell ourselves it's all in our head. Like it's manageable. It's not a real problem. Going back to that time, just like from the beginning, what feelings were you experiencing and when did you know that you needed to seek professional help?
1: Yeah, so my social anxiety is more, well, let me rephrase. I have social anxiety, more so social than any other type of anxiety out there. Um, Like when I was explaining to my psychiatrist my symptoms and how I felt, Um, she diagnosed me with social anxiety and I definitely agree with that because certain social situations like I would get anxious and nervous if it was just like going to the drive-thru of a restaurant or talking to somebody whereas like I would see my sister Natalie not going through those same feelings and I was like okay that's nice that she doesn't worry about those little things but why am I so that's when I kind of realized I was like It was in the summer when I I just was going through like, it was just a lot of anxiety with everything that was going on in my life at the time. So that was finally when I was like, okay, I don't want to feel this way anymore. And I know that there's options out there like therapy or you can get medicated. And um, I did go straight to a psychiatrist. I did not try therapy There is no right or wrong way when it
0: comes to your own mental health. But just out of curiosity, why did you opt for medication versus therapy or both?
1: I opted to go straight to a psychiatrist because uh, what I was feeling, I didn't feel like could go away with just talking to a therapist. Like you had mentioned earlier in this episode, there's those natural remedies. Like I do find myself... Um, less anxious when I get more sleep or when I'm exercising regularly. So I do think that though, like exercising or sleeping better can benefit you in your mental health, but I don't think it can necessarily do what I wanted, like, or get to the point where I wanted to get to without medication. And just talking to someone didn't feel like it would be able to help me and I didn't want to kind of like waste the time or money. So that's why I went straight to a psychiatrist because I knew that if I found a medication that was right for me, it was going to help me in the sort of way that i wanted to be helped do you think that
0: medication like expedites the process of feeling better or did it take weeks or months for you to actually start feeling less anxious
1: yeah so um i was able to call the psychiatrist when their office when i first wanted medication but i had to wait weigh- a month out to even see the psychiatrist and it was virtual at the time because it was still COVID times. Um, So I had to wait a month. I think that's something so important to note. Yes, I know some people probably have waited longer, but I'm sure because my family had gone there before, it might have like put me at a different spot since we have been there before, um, even though I haven't, but they have. And I had to wait a month to get an appointment. And then once I talked to her, she had started me on 10 milligrams of Lexapro. And they said, okay, stay on this. I believe it was like three or four weeks. See how you feel, see how your body reacts. And Lexapro is not a fast acting medication, it takes up to eight weeks to start feeling anything. And it's weird because once you are on it, you don't necessarily. Notice the things that change, like in the way that you're feeling, it's more so you just start living life differently without realizing, like, wow, like I'll just sometimes I'll point out, like, that used to give me anxiety, but I just did that without getting nervous at all. So it's kind of weird Mm -hmm. how it works, but they started me on a low dose 10 milligrams and then she, we talk every, we were talking every three to four weeks and she told me, okay. Tell me how you're feeling. And I didn't feel like it was doing enough. So then she bumped me up to 15 milligrams. And I still didn't feel I, like I was at a place where I was comfortable or happy with it. So then ultimately she decided to put me on 20 milligrams, which is the highest doses, dosage that is FDA approved. So um, I got on that and then I felt great. And I'm still on 20 milligrams to this day. And it's been, I mean, it's been over a year now on 20 milligrams. And Now, since I'm comfortable on this, I'm able to meet with my psychiatrist every three months instead of every month how it was before when I was just starting it. So the starting process, you have to kind of meet more and kind of see what medication works for you because every medication is different for every person and every side effect is different. So it could take a while to find something if something will work for you too.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's really important to point out. A really good call out because I think even with therapists, too, it's almost like dating. You have to figure out who you vibe with and who you trust and you want to help you. Obviously, everybody that is a therapist, let's say, they're licensed to do so and they're educated to do so. But it doesn't mean they're the best fit for you and your background, your, I don't know, your career path, your ethnicity, whatever. And the same thing applies to... Medication. I think it's okay to try things out, but you have to give it time to see if it does actually work out for you. I feel like for you, getting medication wasn't, I don't want to say it wasn't a big deal, but it feels like it wasn't too surprising to your parents or your family, given that your family has been on medication for mental health. What advice would you give to someone that maybe in their family mental health isn't really approved or considered a real problem? Like, what would you tell them to do?
1: Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine how much harder it would have been if I didn't have the resources or the family members to back me up and help me even find a psychiatrist. I mean, there's so much that goes into it paperwork the insurance the funds um I mean I would just say you just have to do it even no matter how scary it is Mm -hmm. in the end it's worth it because you're living a life that you know you might you're like I would say I was living in fear in some way with anxiety because I feel like it gave me some fear so I feel like just doing it will allow you to overcome those fears as well Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
0: And especially for the older generations, it can be tough for them to grasp what mental health truly means and the weight that it holds in our lives nowadays. Um, Speaking from my experience, at least, my parents have grown a lot and have come a long way, but I just had to do things for myself and put myself first. You know, it's not your parents' fault or your family's part that they don't understand because there's no way they could. (laughs) You know, their life was so different. And we're so fortunate now that we have so much opportunity that they didn't have. Like, my parents definitely hold this scarcity mindset. Like, everything that they have can be taken away from them at any point because they immigrated here. But we're fortunate that we have a lot of opportunity and we're here to live, not just merely survive. And I think we shouldn't take that for granted. And it's our life to live at the end of the day. <laughs> so something that I've thought about and haven't really landed on a conclusion. So I'd love to hear your outtake on this. Uh, Do you think that because mental health is talked about a lot more than before, people are more sensitive now?
1: Yeah, um, I definitely think there is a correlation between mental health and people being more sensitive. From my own experience, I mean, I wouldn't say that I'm more sensitive to mental health, but I think a lot of people on the internet are because a lot of things can be misconstrued, um, especially on TikTok, Instagram, comment sections. Even if you're talking to somebody on message versus over the phone, people might be more sensitive because they don't understand what you're saying and it could come off the wrong way. Um, I definitely think, though, there Mm -hmm. is a correlation, especially due, I think it correlates too to social media and mental health. Um, That can have a big effect as well. I agree. Like you said, social media is like a huge
0: part of it. Like the media is so saturated now. There is so much content out in the world. And of course, there is tons of self-help and self-development content like this one. Um, And I know social media is such a huge part of your life. So when told a lot of advice, and oftentimes different opinions as to what the right thing to do is... How do you go about tuning out the noise and figuring out what is best for you and your mental health?
1: I mean, I get DMs every day almost of people telling me what to do or that I should be doing this, I should be doing that. Um, And I just know that everybody's different and what I'm doing for me at this moment is what's right for me and what I feel is right. So I kind of just tuned out those comments and knew what was best for me. I feel like I've learned from being on social media for the past three years, you just have to ignore it. Very hard at first, obviously, you know, I was very new to the space. I didn't realize how many like online bullies there were or how many people, you know, just add their own two cents or whatever, you know. Um, It takes a strong person to be able to put yourself out there on social media and be like, okay, I'm not going to listen to what these people say because I just always put in my head that everybody's different. Everybody has their own lives. Everybody has their own things to worry about. Mm -hmm. And everyone's experience is going to be different, especially when it comes to getting um, help for mental health. Not one person is going to have the same experience. Every experience is going to be different. Yeah,
0: for sure. And I think social media definitely trained you to almost equipped you (laughs) to be okay with all the judgment. Yeah. When you first posted about you like taking lexapro
1: did you get any hate comments about it not that i can remember i mean i'm mostly i i mean people on instagram you know they ask me questions i'm open about it like yeah i'm on lexapro nobody has really said um anything about that it's more so just about eating and physical appearance rather than mental health i would say when it comes to my social media at least okay Are you just used to the comments now? I don't think I'll ever get used to them because I can't fathom the idea that people will just sit online and say these mean things. Like, yeah, it gets easier the longer you're on it. But it's hard. It's very hard for me to understand the people that leave these comments. I don't know. It's just a very, it's a very different world. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, you see these comments online, but like when you're receiving them, it's just... They come every week. I mean, I'm sure daily for some people and depends yeah. on my content. That depends how it performs. I mean, the higher it's going to perform, the more mean comments there are. And I just have to realize, okay, I'm putting myself out there. Sadly, I'm putting myself out there to essentially be judged by people because that's just kind of like the world we live in. People just, mm-hmm. you know, say their own opinions and their opinion is going to be their opinion. And I know what's true and what's not. So I kind of just think like, Okay, I know that this is my life. Like, these people don't know into my life. Yeah, I share a lot, but they don't know my day-to-day personal life. Oh, yeah, they don't know you
0: as a person. They know the 30 seconds or 15 seconds that you're posting of you eating something. Yeah, (laughs) that's what they know is me and food right now. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think that you'll ever share more on your social media, or do you think you're going to stick with your niche? in food
1: um I mean I am it's hard to say if I will because I kind of take it day by day like depending on what I want to share I mean I'm going to learn from my mistakes sometimes I might overshare and share something that I might regret for example like I was a little hesitant Mm -hmm. to share my relationship online but also me and my boyfriend are both like to make videos and content So we kind of just mesh well together. And I'm taking that risk of people putting in their opinions on my relationship. But I know that what my relationship is, is what it is. And I can't let those comments get to me because I know the truth. Yeah. Yeah. And that's
0: hard. I think that's one of the hardest parts of being an influencer or creator. I think people almost negatively judge people that do that as their job. But I think it's one of the hardest jobs. Because of all the judgment that you get. Do you think it's like you've gotten better over time? Like when you first started, did all the hate comments ever get to you? Or do you think it's more like your personality? Like you don't really care about other people's opinions anyways?
1: I think it was definitely very overwhelming at first when I started because I... I just didn't know that there was this whole world out there of, or I should say like a whole different area of people who sit there and rewrite these mean comments online. Um, I think it was just more so overwhelming. I didn't really, I never let them necessarily affect like who I am because like I was comfortable in my own skin. like I would rather somebody judge me physically than like I'm a personality. Um, because, like, those, they mm-hmm. they just don't hurt me, whereas, like, I know who I am as a person, and when they make false, I guess my biggest thing to this day is, like, it still hurts when people make false claims about who I am. Those, those are the mm-hmm. ones. But, I mean, I never really try and let it bother me in my day-to-day life. Because at the end of the day, I still am just a normal 22-year-old girl. I just happen to make food videos online.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: We're just young
0: 20-something-year-olds out here trying to do our best. For real. I feel like, especially in our 20s, there's this pressure to just figure everything out. Like, continuously fix yourself physically and mentally. And frankly, it's exhausting if I was always trying to fix this and prove this about myself. Going back to getting medicated and everything... While trying to get medication for your anxiety, did you ever feel ashamed or embarrassed that you wanted medication to not fix yourself, but help yourself and support yourself?
1: I wouldn't say that I ever felt ashamed or embarrassed. If I could look back at myself now versus how I'm feeling, I would tell myself, like, I would... You know, those thoughts were for nothing about being ashamed or embarrassed based on how I feel now because it has helped me incredibly Mm -hmm. in my day-to-day life. And I just overall feel much better and happier at the place I'm at with the medication. I just, I wouldn't say it was ashamed or embarrassed. It was just more so I was nervous to start the whole process and have to explain to a person I don't know, a psychiatrist, all the emotions that I have been feeling Yes, couple of years.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. But I think that's the best thing that you can do. Just being like, okay, like I don't want to live like this anymore. I deserve better and I want to live my life to the fullest. So I will do what I need to do to yeah. get there.
1: Yeah, and I I do got to give my older sister a lot of credit because I think she's the main reason why – I kind of opened up about it. I mean, she doesn't even know this. Um, she's because she opened up about it a couple months earlier. And I think she just kind of made me realize that, oh, it's okay. You know, I mean, I didn't know that she was having all these mental health issues. And then we kind of bonded over that. Yeah. Is she on the same medication as well? So if she was. We struggle with different um, diagnoses. Like I have anxiety. That's my diagnosis, but she has, um, other Uh, things and she was on Lexapro for a decent amount of time, but just like me, it caused her to gain a lot of weight. Um, that was both of our side effects and she chose to change her medication and hers just wasn't working out for her, but I chose to stay on it even though it was causing me to gain weight.
0: Yeah, I think all medications will have some side effects, But sometimes it's worth it in the end if you do feel better now. Exactly. And I also think one tip for other people is just to talk to your friends openly about how you're feeling. Because a lot of the time they probably know someone or they themselves are going through something and they have experience with medication. So know that you're never alone in it. And if you feel like what you have been doing isn't working, it's more than okay. To seek help. For those that feel that they don't have the financial means to seek professional help, whether that's some type of therapy, counseling, or medication, what would you advise those listeners to do?
1: I'd say try and look for the best possible resources that you can. For example, if you're a college student, see what your school has to offer. I know my friend has reached out to their school before to see what they can help them financially. And actually their school is able to give them free sessions for therapy. Um, So I would just say, see what resources are out there, what insurance, what your insurance will cover. And I'd say just doing research and what is the best route for you financially.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because I would hate to see people that really need help, but they feel like they can't because, Financially, they just don't want to do that. But like you said, Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of schools offer support in that way. I think a lot of jobs you take will also offer free sessions. What else? Oh, and like insurance too. There's definitely people like in your network and your insurance that you could see um, for free or even like with a smaller copay. And so that's something to definitely look into if anybody needs it.
1: Yeah, cuz for me personally, I don't know exactly how much my insurance covers, but I know that um the sessions are pretty expensive and I only talk to my psychiatrist for maybe 5 minutes. Um the medication is not as expensive. I believe it's like I paid like $30 for 3 months worth of medication which is pretty low considering I know other medications can be very expensive. Um, it's the more so the session itself that is what costs so much. Yeah, I agree. For someone going into their first
0: session with a psychologist or a psychiatrist, would you advise them to plan it all or take notes? Like, what should they be bringing to the session?
1: Yeah, I mean, when... For my own experience, when I went into my first session, I kind of just let her, my psychiatrist is a woman, I let her lead the way. She asked the questions. I told her how I was feeling. Um Just being open and honest and answering the questions to your best ability. I know it's nerve-wracking, but the honest you answer, the more that they will be able to help you and see what you need. Like, the effort you put it in is what you get from it, especially when Mm -hmm. it
0: comes to therapy or getting medicated. Like, you have to be so blatantly honest when they ask you things. And also, if you have a therapist, I've had a therapist where I feel like she doesn't ask that many questions. She's kind of just there, and she wants you to just, like, come and, like, talk about things. And then here and there, like, she'll ask questions But if you're someone that isn't used to talking through your emotions and how you feel, you can also tell them what you need. Like, even though they're the ones, like, providing you the service and they're the pros, like, you're allowed to tell them exactly what you want. Like, oh, I want you to just ask me more questions because I don't know what to talk about, (laughs) for example. So, yeah, definitely – Not like question your therapist or psychiatrist, but don't be afraid to tell them what you want. To close this episode, I want to ask you, do you believe that this negative stigma towards mental health will ever go away?
1: I don't know if it'll ever go away. I think with our generation, we definitely are pushing more of a positive mindset towards it and pushing people to more so come out and don't be afraid, but it all depends, I think, like on how you grow up and how your family values it or how they handle it. I mean, older generations are going to pass it on to younger generations, so I think that it will always be here, but in some sense, it will die down. I just don't think it'll ever go away. Yeah, I
0: definitely agree with that. I don't think We can change anybody's minds, but it's what we do with our own and how we affect the generations to come that really matters. Amazing. Nicole, do you want to share anything about this new year? Anything you're excited about?
1: Oh my gosh. Um, Well, my biggest thing right now is... Me and my boyfriend are moving to San Diego in less than a month. Me, him, and my sister are all gonna be roommates. I'm gonna be by Vivi again. Um, and yeah, I'm just I'm just working on myself and my career this year as much as I can and making a life for myself out in San Diego. I am so excited about it. It's
0: time yeah. to so it's I mean, it's your year to grind, grow, do all the things. I'm excited that we can finally go on a double
1: date. <laughs> no, me too. <laughs> all it's right. Over. Thank
0: you, Nicole, for being here and sharing your experience with me and the in the works listeners. And thank you to all who tuned in to this conversation. I hope you learned something from hearing Nicole's story. And of course, if you have any questions for her, you can DM her to me and Nicole. Taking medication for your mental health means you're able to be more of who you are. You're able to express yourself to the best of your ability and start accepting all those parts of you because acceptance is the first step to healing. And that's why we're all here, I think. (laughs) You are courageous for being honest with yourself and truthfully people want to help. You just have to let them. Per usual, I'd love to continue this conversation on the podcast socials at intheworks underscore pod on Instagram and TikTok. Nicole, do you want
1: to shout out your socials? Nicole Ludwig on TikTok and Nicole2Es.ludwig on Instagram.
0: Amazing. All right. Thank you all. You belong here and I look forward to hanging with you again very soon.